We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. All right, Curtis, into the noon hour. Hour away from Red Sox baseball. That is a good feeling. Pavetta today. Maybe your ace until everybody gets healthy. I don't know. Good lineup, though. A representative uh, Red Sox lineup coming your way at 1 o'clock with Joe Castiglione, who had a birthday this week, as did Jason Tatum. So everything is rolling. Everything is rolling on in the world. Now, uh, before we get back into the Celtics, can you uh, handle Principal Dave critiquing your Patriots news of the day? Your Patriots oh, of opinions course. of the day. Yep. Okay. Yep. Do that then straight away. Hi, Dave. Good morning, guys. So, uh, Curtis, I'm just going to pre warn you. I am going to cite a couple things you said uh, a few days ago. Is that okay? Uh, I know last time you were all over me about bringing up stuff from the past. Are you okay with that? Yeah, bringing up calls from like two months okay. ago, nobody right. remembers. It's kind no, of a waste of time. No, not two calls ago. <laughs> so you have, a, you have a, uh, a little bit somewhere, I forget if it's at the, I don't know, if it's at the beginning of the leads or the beginning of the morning show. You have a platform to set the narrative in the city. And what you are doing right now, my friend, is being very irresponsible on that platform. You talked earlier this week about the Patriots being the Jets, and then Wiggy doubles down on that. And then that stupid player survey that has nothing to do with anything. Who gives a rat's you-know-what about that? It's really Wait, uh, irrelevant. Uh, Dave, you're going to have the rest of the okay. call. Just one second. One second. We're going to have a back yep. and forth. I hope you don't teach this way. It's called the, uh, Socrates has a method where you allow other voices. I hope you use that in your classroom. So, well, you, um, should, answer, you should answer the calls on, on the mornings when I call. I have Go nothing ahead. to do with the calls in the morning unless That's when I hosted you didn't call the last That's two days. But nonetheless, um, so uh, the – now I just lost my whole train of thought because you guys interrupted me. Socratic method. Um, the, the situation is very simple here. The, the Patriots and the Jets are similar in their dysfunction. Anybody who doesn't see that is blind to what's going on. There are more leaks inside the walls of Gillette Stadium than there are in Florham Park with the Jets. That's just a fact. When's the last time the Jets made the playoffs? Curtis. Exactly. Thank you, Ken. But How can you even? That, there's leaks no, everywhere. Not, with, 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 there's leaks everywhere, and then what you guys do is you take those leaks and you run with them. Like well, this, now you, now you, now you're. Here what should we do? Put the, the fire out on behalf of the organization? 
No, take them with a grain of salt for crying out loud and give some respect to that organization. That oh, that's what I was going to say. Do you use data to understand what your students understand? Do you use empirical yeah, evidence-based data? Yes, yes. So then why the wouldn't the not, NFL players not, not use tweet. the data? Why wouldn't the NFL players use an anonymous source collection of data of the active players union members and what they think about each team and how they conduct business when deciding where to sign? Wouldn't that be the definition of using unfortunately, data? Well, uh, absolutely. But unfortunately, the data that I use or we use in education is real. And it's tangible, and you can see it. This data is just—it's just announced, right? It's yeah, just, your your data you is know, all child NFL, left behind. They're, they're oh. swaying the data, but let me get to the thing about the combine. You're all over the Patriots about the combine, acting like this is some like their first uh, rodeo at it. Give me a break. Ken was right. These two guys—I forget the names you said, Ken—but they were in their forties. Growing wolf. These guys a chance. They're young. Yeah, they're young. They're hungry. Give them a chance to do the job, right? And stop spreading this narrative of negativity. Goodness gracious. Well, what's positive about it? Tell me, tell me what's positive. Tell me the positive story. What's positive is we have six championships, right? We have a young quarterback. We have a, we have a new uh, offensive coordinator. Um, we, we have, and you heard Tom E. Curran say, we have great talent at the wide receiver, and I agree with him. We just had an absolute... And, again, I'm glad Jonathan Kraft is finally involved. I've said this before. He is definitely running the show down there now because now we're going to start seeing results. Robert's going to take a back seat, and that's and, and, and hang in there. Like, But stop spreading a negative narrative. <laughs> yeah, Come on, we person. have a lot I, I, of things to be man. good about. Okay, there six, there it sounds Excellent. a lot like Yankees fans saying we have 27 titles. It has no, no basis whatsoever on the success of this team this year. But thank you. But the Jets thing is Liz Lowe. That is just, that's over the line. Comparing them to the Jets, saying the Jets are a better run organization than the Patriots, you, even you don't believe that. Uh, what that you, is trolling at its, uh, who's, its Who's in charge of the Patriots right now? Bill O'Brien and Gerard Mayo. So we don't know, and, which means they're Robert like Kraft. the Jets. Kraft is kicking control. It took you three guesses to say who's in charge of the team. <laughs> well, that's the triumvirate. It's a new It's a new threesome. Name that Johnson. That's what the Jets are. <laughs> so you you like the way the Jets are heading. You feel good about uh, their direction. No, that's why I'm upset. I think they're both heading in a bad direction. I would never want to be the Jets. I hate the Jets. You I hate gave credit to the Patriots for the Bill O'Brien, Gerard Mayo offseason to this point. Have you not? Right, and since then, they've had their own WikiLeaks everywhere for the world to see. Well, they've just let Judge run wild. I agree. It's a mistake. They, they need to well, put a... Okay, give me one reason why Joe Judge is still employed. I don't know. I don't even know what his title is. What is he Thank doing? You. So that would be a, mis- a poorly run organization, I would guess, right? It's, that would do that? It's concerning. There's no doubt. But I wouldn't say it's a poorly run organization. It's, they, have a, they, have a, they have another correction to make. <laughs> well, they do. What's okay? So who's in charge of the final uh, football roster move? Well, Bill's in charge of the coaching moves. I mean, he's got the final say. I think he's still around for that. Wait, who, wait so Bill Belichick has the final say? Yes. Okay, so I thought you said that the, he was delegating and becoming more like Paterno, and that uh, Gro was having the final. Right, say. he's like the final advisor. They bring him the important stuff. Otherwise, oh, okay. he sits on the throne with Nike. <laughs> right, he's, he's got to play eighteen today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's isn't that what's happening? I have no idea. He was he was zooming in to AR fifteen. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of encouraging. At least he's willing to zoom in. Better than not being there, I guess. By uh, the way, did you? I I sent this email to all the air staff. I thought it was great. Nobody referenced it once this week. I was very disappointed about that. the The combine cognition test. You're not into this stuff. I did, I don't know if I. I when did you send? Uh, it? You don't even read my emails. No, I don't. <clears throat> Brock Purdy 
is a sign that the S2 cognition test is the new, forget about the Wonderlick, which we gave Wiggy and he got a five or whatever that one year, which he didn't even understand how to take it. I think it was part of the problem. But the cognition test was able to, at last year's combine, correctly predict that Brock Purdy was much more than he seems as a height-weight quarterback with an adequate arm. He aced this test. Hmm. Okay? It's a 50-question intelligence test. No, sorry. Not like that. It's it's like a uh, I don't I don't know what it is I don't know what I don't know what it does, but they are able to get they don't release these grades unless the player releases it but it it gets your like uh, how fast you process things somehow oh I like it okay so like the wonderlick but specific to one area correct now and they've done it with this year's uh, uh, draft class and they basically. This year's class is very encouraging. The scores have been good. So that more indication that this is a good crop of QBs, which leads maybe back to the Patriots should be in on these guys. I, I would be surprised, given how they have totally recklessly handled the, the feelings of uh, Mac Jones, if they weren't at least, you know, if one of these guys falls. I don't think they're going to trade up for any of these guys. I would be shocked. Uh, I love watching Bryce Young. He is awesome. Do you think he'll be Kyler Murray? And if they, if but he he's is, 5'10", is, is, is he's that, too short. He's too short. You do think it's too short? Yeah. Because Murray has had his moments. If his head was totally screwed on straight, which I don't know if it is, like two years ago we thought he was an elite quarterback. At least I did. The, the thing that you forget is that when you see, like, if you, if you just watch the NFL, you wouldn't think that Tom Brady was that tall, right? He's never really, he was never really over and above anybody else. Right. And you see him and he's 6'5", whatever. Mac Jones, you think eh, he's small, but he's still 6'2". Four inches shorter than that, I don't see it. I really don't. And I loved I mean, I watched him at Alabama. His, his performances this year, that team was not as loaded as they've been in the past. He single-handedly beat Texas. He had plays in those games where it, he is – I heard people say this. He's a smaller Mahomes. Like, he's brilliant. The guy processes incredibly quickly. He's fast when he needs to be fast. He has a great arm. He has all the intangibles. He's poised. Everything you love, but I I just think you're too short in the NFL at five ten. Okay, but so great. I mean, he's going to go top five. You heard Kyrie say that earlier. So let somebody else take him, and then you've got the other three. And correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I know people have like scouted these guys and watched more uh, tape and games than I have by far. C.J. Stroud is just a pretty good overall quarterback in a lot of areas. He can pretty much beat you mul- multiple ways. Correct. Uh, he's got good yes. size. He's got good athleticism. He can throw. I mean, he's got the whole package to me. So if he drops, I'd be interested. Will Levis, the Kentucky guy, no, all thanks. I hear about is the arm. He's got yeah. No, thank you. So no, he could no, be Carson no. Wentz, but he could be Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I even when you are in the SEC, I know Jay Cutler wasn't a great NFL quarterback, but when he was at Vanderbilt, like he carried that team to a lot of pretty impressive wins. Kentucky, I, I just and he, you got Stoops as a coach. You got a great offensive mind. I, I, st- I would be a no on him. But what do I know? And then Anthony Richardson, the six four, two hundred and forty pounder. Shime is in love with him. <laughs> and but he'll be there at fourteen, right? I mean, there's a good chance. If he's there at fourteen, I'd take him. Wouldn't that be a can? Oh Mac, my God. Zappy, and Richardson. Well, I don't think Zappy would be hanging around for that. Well, or maybe you trade he, Mac and he keeps Zappy. Yes, exactly. Then you, then you definitely trade Mac. And what about Hoyer? He'd want in. He'd yeah, want to come he'd out. He'd bring him back. <laughs> By the way, this breaking news in the NBA world from Woj. Uh, 
Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant was seen on his own Instagram Live displaying a gun while at a nightclub early Saturday morning. NBA spokesperson says we are aware and are investigating. So the John Morant drama continues. So just I don't understand this. Why? What's going on? He's been in the news all over the place. So is this just he was on a was there a um, there was a something that had just happened with with law enforcement and John Morant. Yeah. And then he was brandishing. I saw this this morning. I thought it was a goo. I thought it was like a, a fake. But so he's got a gun in his right hand on Instagram live. So, but is it illegal for him to own a gun? I don't understand. I mean, there there was some report that he assaulted a teenager or something in his neighborhood. Um, but I I don't. Yeah, exactly. I haven't followed it that closely, but there's more drama coming here. So okay. keep, keep an eye on it. All right. Keep well, posted. I, 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 all I could think about is the undefeated Sox and taking on the Astros. I think this will be a revenge game for Cora. Could be throwing at people. Uh, is Bloom still in the radio booth? We should get that. <laughs> what is Bloom's magnum opus? Six one seven seven seven. I was thinking about Jeff Bloom, the guy that he got oh. in a fight with with the Astros. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, yeah, he was, he was, he was pretty even killed. Today, everything that we did out there kind of spoke for itself. You know, and, uh, we're a mature team that been there before. You know, we just blew a 28 point lead. Um, so um, we already know, you know how lackadaisical that is. So it was nothing for them to really say. Jalen Brown, after the 28 point blown lead by the Celtics last night, Ken and Curtis show here. Basically saying Missoula didn't have to say anything, nothing to be said. What do you think the trust level is from C's fans right now with the team, with the team Curtis? They've built up a lot of goodwill. I mean, last year was incredible. Uh, Wick has been widely praised by you and I, and rightly so. He's been a great owner, and he had an all-in mentality from the start of the year. But this last stretch has people uh, perhaps questioning things. I don't enjoy the die-hard, die-hard Celtic fan conversations because I find them to be the least um, likely group of fans in Boston to question their own team. They're the most defensive. And I think it's sort of like what we're going to be experiencing with Patriots fans over the next 10, 20 years where when you grow up in the 80s and the team is dominant and it's a number one team and bleed green and all that like there's this air of arrogance and lack of ability to really be introspective about what things may actually be wrong even if the team is still really good and so i heard you know this is why i love jones so much is that he just gets under these guys skin whether it's scal or the callers it's 
hilarious. Well, well, his topic yesterday was a good one. It was kind of, I mean, but it was definitely a tweak of Celtics fans, but it's interesting. You know, why can't the Celtics be the Bruins? Why aren't the Celtics as dominant as the Bruins are? And I wish I was kicking myself. Like, what a great angle to take. It's true. We all thought the Celtics were going to be the Bruins. They're not. And why? And I. I don't know why. My speculation is that they are, you know, they're content. They believe that they will be able to turn it on when they need to, like they have and like they did last year. They trust that their talent will win out. And up until games, you know, four, five, and six of the NBA Finals, whenever they needed a big game, Tatum or Brown or both were there. Now, true or false, the regular season in the NBA is meaningless. False. Okay. See, I wonder if this is evidence that it's true and they believe that. Yeah, I I just think that how many people did we hear from last year that if not for Chris Middleton's injury, right, that was the big takeaway against the Bucs. So I don't know if he's one win different. I I hate going back in time and fixing things because no team is ever 100% healthy. But – if you don't have home home court against the Bucks this year, and they are healthier with Middleton, even though Giannis has been you know dealing with some injuries this year, work with me. I I think that that's, I mean, at the very least, it's a disadvantage, and it and it could come back to bite them. And if you if you look back and there's one game, that I mean, it, it wouldn't be shocking, right? If the Bucks and the Celtics are separated by one game at the end of the season, correct? They've mm-hmm. been basically right around each other for a month now. Yep. So at the end of the year, the Bucks. Win the either win the tiebreaker with the same record, or they have one game better than the Celtics. And you look back at that game last night at home against a team you're twice as good at, twice as good then, and you lose that game, and that's what cost you it. I mean, pretty good couple paragraphs from Gary Washburn in the Globe to finish. Uh, Washburn writes: Friday was about pride or lack thereof. The Celtics assumed the Nets would lie down because they wanted an easy night. It was Tatum's 25th birthday. They had just eked out a win over the Cavs, and the Knicks and Cavs were ahead on back-to-backs. Championship-caliber teams show up every night, and while they may not, not always play their best, they always give their best. The Celtics have been through too many disappointments over the years, have allowed too many teams to make runs, and played too many teams together to allow this type of slippage. They aren't championship-caliber yet. I think I think Washburn might be the best beat writer of any team of, of any of the four teams in town. He is excellent. He he covers it well. He's honest. He's not, you know, a fanboy in any way, but he's praises when they deserve it, and he is direct and pointed when they deserve it as well. Yeah, and, and I uh, let me just read the last sentence, too, because it's a good one. Treating Friday's loss as an aberration or a one-off isn't the way to deal with their lack of focus. There needs to be some mental adjustments, personal reflections, and deflating of egos. Wow! So, I mean... Do you think that he's hearing that from Stevens or Wick, or do you think that's his belief, or is that holding Missoula accountable for what's been going on? I mean, yes. Can you read that last sentence again? That's excellent. (laughs) Treating Friday's loss as just an aberration or a one-off, and this is me talking now, Missoula called it a one-off. So that's a direct shot of Missoula, right? For him saying that? Right. So Washburn continues, isn't the way to deal with the lack of focus. There needs to be some mental adjustments, personal reflections, and deflating of egos. Wow. That is... uh, Very well could be somebody telling him they're kind of a mess right now. They have no... Leadership's not stepping up. I don't know. They're not... You know, egos are too big. There's a lot of times in a regular season of 82 or 162 games where, you know, you get complacent, whatever's going on, you have a rough week at home, who the hell knows, and you have a bad loss. 
what last night was was not a bad loss in that you just didn't come ready to play, whatever, a, a million things. Guys weren't feeling well, who knows. What you had last night was you went out and you were the much better team, and then you coasted and didn't care enough to get back into the game and win it. Like that, that was much more of a damning loss on a Friday night at home. Right. That's the other thing is you're at about, you're at home where you have been. I think they had seven losses entering last night at home this mm-hmm. year. I, I just I, hey, I, don't blame us. What Washburn is in there. He talks to those guys. He travels with the team. He's been with this team for years now. For that to come out of his column today is pretty meaningful from me from my perspective. Gary Washburn, Boston Globe. Nice job, Gary. Now, other end of things, Bruins and the Rangers getting ready for a 1 o'clock face-off today. Bruins are rolling, and not only rolling, historically so. 07 Patriots-esque, running towards the best season in NHL history, which is unbelievable. And you're right. I mean, when you frame it back to what you thought about the Bruins before the year, everybody did think with if Bergeron came back, they still had a chance, but there were few saying they're the cup favorites. I mean, that was not happening. Uh, Colorado's coming off. A cup win, and Carolina just beat them head-to-head last year. So what they've done is a surprise. But to, but if they run the table here with 135 points or something, it's a shock. It's a well, total shock. This is 2018 Red Sox stuff. This is – but the Red Sox were the best team – I mean, the 2018 was the best team in Red Sox history. What you're talking about here is the 07 Patriots of the NHL, the best regular season in the history of the sport. Better than the 62 Blue Jackets, I think. I mean, you're talking about... Original six team, right? Oh, I love those jokes. (laughs) Um, But what you're talking about here is, you know, better than any of the or teams. I mean, you're talking absolute, you know, unbelievable rarefied air. And in only Shaughnessy's fashion, he went back and talked to Ken Dryden about, I believe it was the... 71. 71-72 Bruins that yep. didn't win it. And they had one of the best all-time regular seasons, and it was about complacency or that they thought they were too good, and you know you, you could never get past yourself in an NHL playoff series, all that. But Ran into if, a hot goalie. What if they run into Igor Shesterkin in the Eastern Finals? Now you're just is, being a Shesterkin stirrer. Is, I don't think it's is, fair. Is he the new, this year's Dryden? I, I, I actually have that in my notes. Is Shesterkin Dryden? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, you never know. You, Stranger things have happened. Would it be more bizarre for Shesterkin to play like Dryden or for this Bruins team to be the best team in NHL history? What if Ilya Sorokin or Freddie Anderson stand on their head? Can't beat a hot goalie in the play. What about Hextall? (laughs) He's a GM now. Oh, okay. Um, Might face him in round one. Penguins GM. Hextall? Yeah. By the way, I I began my day crying. Do you follow Kelsey Snow? It's this whole story. Her husband, Chris Snow, used to write for the Globe. He now has been in the front office of the Calgary Flames. He has ALS. And they, it was like this video of the Calgary Flames GM, I don't remember his name, talking about he was asked his first year without Chris Snow being um, a part of the trade deadline stuff, and he said he's still there. Anyway, absolutely unbelievable thing. The hockey family is just amazing, the way they support these teams. And Chris Snow is still you know, fighting ALS. It's the worst. But the, the way the Bruins handled the deadline – and how they were able to, you know, we had Milbury on Thursday morning, and we, he thought, you know, they're pretty much done. After he came on, there was the Tyler Bertuzzi trade, and then they extended Pasternak at one of the more team-friendly deals in local sports history. 
Well, I mean, it's we, not that team friendly because he's. It a is. We all people were saying over twelve to thirteen million dollars the week before Milburn, or, or maybe even that morning. I asked Milburn, and he said, "I wouldn't." I, I mean, it's looking like it'll be over thirteen million. I'm paraphrasing, and he got less than twelve. But he's, per it's year. the sixth highest paid contract ever, right? So it's not like. Not like well, he's totally cheap, but yes, okay. I mean, but the I NHL agree. revenue is up. I mean, the, the cap yes. is based on revenue, so as long as that goes up, the contracts will go up. I don't even think Connor McDavid, as a, a annual salary, is the highest paid hockey player right now. There's a another centerman that uh, that just got more than he did. So I mean, might yes, be, might be Carlson. I don't know. Yeah, one of those guys. But nonetheless, I mean, the, the Bruins had the best week a local team has had in season at a deadline since when? Oh, I mean. Steve Pierce? Steve Pierce, uh, World, World Series MVP. I mean, who could forget the day that the, the Sox traded for Eric Gagne? I'll always remember that one. But actually, um, you want to you tie that in. 2018 Red Sox, a couple of key moves that people did, weren't actually that excited about at the time. But um, you got this, what? You got, Ian Kinsler. <laughs> no. Who's the pitcher they got that just left from, uh, from Tampa? Yeah, Valdi. Valdi and Pierce, big. And you actually, you did the the biggest, I mean, I think maybe we should have a plaque at the EEI Studios for the night that you did the World Series in-game updates when Evaldi pitched those clutch <laughs> late-inning games. Until 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning. That was a wild, wild night. But, yeah, that was an unbelievable deadline for Sweeney. The the Bruins, I would say, we, we did this earlier in the week on Thursday. My organizational trust rankings are Celtics 1, Bruins 2, Red Celtics Sox 3. Celtics 1? Yeah. In terms of ownership, front office, on down. Superstar, under contract, all that. Mm. And that was before the, the day, later that day, you had the pasta signing and the Bruins continued to build. But I would still say Wick over the Jacobs any day of the week. And uh, I think Stevens is a great GM. I think Missoula's a little bit of a boo, but Tatum's great. Bruins are number two, Red Sox three, Patriots four. I got Red Sox one. Tom Warner was on with Joe and Bradford this week, so he restored my faith in the organization. Okay. Can I uh, run some quick numbers past you? This will be an off-season discussion with the Bruins. Okay. Okay. The last 17 games each for Swayman and Allmark. Swayman is 11-1-3 with a 1.98 goals against average. Allmark 14-3 with a 1.94 goals against average. Almost identical. Swayman has two shutouts. Allmark has none. Save percentage is just about the same. A little bit higher for Allmark. So, it, I mean, they're both playing unbelievably which speaks to it's the team not the goalie really i mean i don't not to be that extreme i think they're both good but would you agree like could probably have 10 other goalies in the league as a part of this tandem and playing somewhat similarly well so are you saying that a la brady that that linus is a system goalie he might be a system goalie which if it's true might lead you to think you could trade either one in the offseason at their highest value and get something for it to restore some of the draft picks and whatever. I mean, that's obviously, you know, nobody cares that much about it now. But just while we're in the moment, and they're both playing unbelievably well, two years left to all Mark Swayman's a younger guy. Definitely a chance this is the last year of the of these two together. Right? I would say it would be shocking for me to – I'm sorry, I'm looking up. I'm doing a deep dive on goalie Bob Asenza to figure out his whole <laughs> uh, – so, so, I mean, has there ever – I mean – Look at the goalies that have come through here over the last 15 years. You have Tim Thomas, one of Vesna, I believe, mm-hmm. and won the, the Conn Smythe in the, in the Stanley Cup. Then you have uh, Tuca, who got to two cup finals, didn't win them, but he won a Vesna. 
now you have Linus, who's about to win a Vesna. I mean, every single goalie that's been a starter for multiple years has won a Vesna, right? Yeah, but at some point you're going to have to pay one like a Vesna. So, so, but no, why? Why would you do that? I would just, I mean, ride I him just, out for two more years like this. Either, yeah, maybe ride him out and trade Swayman. Well, exactly. One of the one or the other. So that 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 is their one chip. That's one of their offseason. It's a chips. pretty big chip. I would think so. I'm not pushing the trade a goalie narrative right now, but just, just want to put it out there. Both playing really well. Great team in front of them, obviously. I mean, is this the most underrated element of a team in Boston sports history? <laughs> yeah, if yeah. this guy, I mean, we we know about you know when John Farrell was the pitching coach of the Sox back in the day, we all you know credited him or you know the Weiss or you know coordinators on rosters. But, I mean, the goalie situation with the Bruins has been like left field in the Red Sox. Good point on the text line. Uh, there could be some no-trade clause stuff involved here, so that may play into it. Maybe they, don't, maybe they can't. I think Allmark has a limited no-trade clause, which means then you've got to trade Swayman, I guess. Uh, yeah, I would say, and you'll get, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, who the, I don't know what you get in return, but that will be a way to replenish the the draft picks that you used to build on the team this past week at the deadline. One other Bruins question for you, because I know you're a hockey guy. As they've done with Taylor Hall and Hampus Lindholm, signing them pretty quickly to an extension after trading for them, would you do the same with Orloff or Bertuzzi? Ooh, Bertuzzi. Well, I would wait and see how he plays here. Would you, why would you rush into that? Well, just because if he starts to play well, then his price tag goes way up. Like yeah, he, I, he's, he's, he's kind of coming in at a low-value whatever it is, three or four goals on the year, he may be caught up in the Bruins fever and just say, hey, you know what, we believe in you, we want to sign you, give him somewhat close to market value and keep him. Yeah, I <clears throat> I, I wouldn't rush into it. I would say, I mean, Orlov's been, you know, unbelievable. You called him Bobby Orlov earlier in the show, which I, I thought was a little much. But I, I, I don't know the inner workings of the cap as well as maybe you do in the NHL, but... It seems to me that Sweeney's been very good at targeting players, whether it was Hall or or uh, the whoever Zaka. Zaka that they immediately sign. Or last year was Hampus Lindholm, I believe. And you, if he's got you pegged, he'll get that done pre- before you're really able to thrive here and then test the market, that's which I think saying. has been a smart. Yeah, I, I don't know if that, that's I don't know what their cap figures are for next year, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did it at all. He's and also would, he's also had some bad signings like David Backus and others, so it's not like he's been a you know hundred percent. No. But if you want to sit in lo, ro, Loge eleven row one, <laughs> and you want to get two seats today, about to have the puck drop in a half hour. What's price? Oh my God! The fan already bought the tickets. I just tried to buy them five grand, not including fees, and Jeez. they just got bought. All right, this Rob, is unbelievable. To the phones we go. Robin Swampscott, I think that's a thinks that uh, we are proposing a dumb move. Hi, Rob. Hello, Rob. This is dumb. Man, we've had like uh, maybe there's phone issues today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would call the uh, the program director and see if he can fix it. All right, we got to take a break. Joe and Bradfield coming up top of the hour. And by the way, after the game, Arcand. So you want some reaction to the Bruins today? Heading down to the Garden. By the way, quickly before we get to this break, did you see the video that David Wade tweeted out yesterday of Hold the on, woman oh my in the God, in the red line? That is, I mean, it's <laughs> terrifying. What, do you think she, so? There's no audio in it. There's, in, if you haven't seen it, there is a woman uh, in the red line uh, train train station of the MBTA exiting the train. She's carrying groceries home, and as she's approaching stairs to exit the tracks, she slows down. So I don't. Nobody else in the picture slows down. So the best I can gather, she just had, you know, maybe she had to scratch her nose. She's whatever. And then right as she stops, the 
roof collapses right over where she was going to be walking. It's, it's amazing. It is the most, and it's so... Can you sue for a near fatality? I, I want to sue after watching that. The, the way in which this continues to happen, it's like, didn't we just shut the whole system down <laughs> for six months? Oh, boy. All right. Ken and Curtis anyway. Show, final stretch, coming up next. Red Sox baseball comes your way in just about 15 minutes here on our flagship and across the Shaw's Stone Market. WEI Red Sox Network, Chris Curtis, been a good start for MLB. Red Sox are unbeaten, but besides that, pitch clock is a success, although we've had a few longer games for the Red Sox the last few, mostly due to runs and walks and things like that. You know, like actual action, which action. is good. Yeah. Uh, I saw this from uh, the uh, former Nesson uh, play-by-play guy now across the street still. Tony Maz tweeted this. The Red Sox are 5-0. and and the only team in baseball without a spring loss. The last time they finished with the best record in spring training was 2018. That's right, baby. Team of destiny. Could be a team of destiny. I got to tell you, everybody doubted them, and uh, I would be shocked if they won the World Series. A lot of new faces, new places, but, you know, maybe just come in and click right away. Lightning in a bottle, so to speak. But I, I, I said this to Sam Kennedy yesterday, and I mean it. This is the single best rule change adjustment in any sport in the last <laughs> 10 years. I'm serious. It's, it's, how many times have you heard baseball as the top story on a sports talk show, sports center, any opinion show, and it was negative? It was it's always best, negative. You know what's the best sense? It's best as the NHL shootout. Because there used to be ties, it used to be murky, you used to have the loser points, and I mean, yeah, I guess you still. This have is much that, better but... than that. This is much better. Oh, than that. that was a big deal, though. Th- this is the best since the the first lot. The fr- first down was a yellow line. I love that that new adjustment. But no, I mean it. Like it's changed. I watched the games, and you you see it, and there's a pace that has been missing, and it's just it, it really is. It it reveals how little care the player had for the consumer and now because there i said this there is no greater thing you can do to some other somebody else that isn't against the law that is worse than taking up their time and all baseball players did was see people leaving see the ratings go down see the revenue change see all these things in the landscape get altered but say uh, uh, uh. My time is more valuable than yours, so I'm going to grab my jock strap. I'm going to spit five more times. I'm going to step out. I'm going to figure out what I'm going to order at Ocean Prime tonight, and I'll get into the box when I damn well please. Well, and now you have it. You remember the conversation with Pavetta at Winter Weekend? Well, These I was just guys say that he's pitching today. Ironically, and I thought he's one of the quicker guys. He he was not having it, and you you and he butted heads. But it's such a pathetic excuse. Not him specifically, but. What are we going to do? We're going to have to think on the fly if there's runners on the corners and two outs. It's like, yeah. You know, I don't think Belichick can, you know, take as much time as he wants on third and two, uh, you know, with a minute left in the game and they're tied in the 33-yard line. He's got to have a pretty good plan defensively of how to attack the opposing quarterback before the game. And guess what? If you're a starting pitcher, you have four days to prepare. And if you're a reliever, you have six innings. So there's no excuse not to get to the mound with your game plan already in play instead of waiting for six signs from the third base coach to the um, you know to the the the, <laughs> the the bullpen coach to the dugout guy. It's just way too much. Well, it's very cool. And you saw uh, Scherzer yesterday for the Mets trying to like push the envelope, 
So he got he got a guy to a guy stepped out of the box, came back in, and he kind of quick pitched him. And they but they called him for a ball, a block basically, because he didn't let the batter come set because he was trying to go too fast. But you got the other end of it now, where pitchers are trying to fool around with going fast and slowing it down a little bit. But yeah, it's cool. he did. The, he did later on in the game. He was just like in his set position for like seconds. He just and he stayed got there. called for something there. I, I, did he get called for that? I think so. I don't think he get called. I mean, I think he was just trying to wait the guy out. The guy stepped out, but uh, you know, either way, I, it's beautiful. It's a whole new game. It, and it's and I I really believe that it will change the the manner in which the sport is discussed nationally. And it will have a great impact locally because it used to be a chore to get through these games. I'm speaking my I, I grew up watching the Red Sox every night. I was the biggest it was baseball above everything else my entire childhood. You know, I, I love the Red Sox. I going to Fenway, watching Mo Vaughn was a dream. And it really has waned. I mean, you get older, things, you know, you have less time, all that, but to sit down and say, all right, I got two and a half hours to watch this game tonight and you know get things done in between is a lot different than three hours and 45 minutes. Greg's going to be staying there until the sixth inning now. I know. He's going to have to bring extra money for the extra hot dogs he's going to have to buy. But Speaking of which, no lie, he just texted me. I don't know if he sent this to you. No. A photo because he's down in Florida. He's down in Fort Myers. He says, trying to recreate Courtney's photo, but not sure it has the same effect. So he's, <laughs> he sent me a, a pool shot. Of him, oh. I don't even know how to describe this to you. I'm going to text this to you now, but it's, uh, it's. Disturbing. Oh, I think I just saw that on his Instagram. He put uh, it on his Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> how classic was it of Greg Hill yesterday that he I he checks in very nicely from Florida from his work trip, <clears throat> and I said, "Oh, you got batting practice today." That'll be great. He's like, "Oh, I just missed the bus to JetBlue Park." So. <laughs> So he's just there hanging out, you know, on the lazy river. Yeah, It is early, especially for a guy that never gets up early during the week. So, um, But last night's Gatsby party looked banana land. I mean, wild wild night. Wild night. And a little bit of uh, AL East news. Uh Uh-oh. Best first baseman in the division is pulling out of the WBC, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Injury, pulling out. Wow. Opening Opening the door for the Red Sox. Vlad Guerrero Jr., talk about a guy you'd sit and watch. That guy has a swing. I, I don't get the World Baseball Classic. I think it is so stupid. I don't get the point of this. I don't understand it you, at all. I mean, the players do seem to legit like it, though, right? I mean, you'll admit that. Yeah, that's great. I, I Are you going to be happy if Devers, you know, pulls a hammy? That's worth it, yeah. Worth it for what? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but Devers, I, Devers, by the way, sneaky reports of increased leadership from Devers. He's chatty. Well, did you see that he's been doing, I think Buster only said on his podcast that Devers has been speaking in English and yep. has really taken hold. And did you see what his um, uh, his big purchase was after he got his $300 million deal? No. Okay. Any guesses? It's a car. car what, yep. Yeah. What oh. car do you think he got? Uh, boy, I'd say like Maserati or... CRV uh, close? No. <laughs> uh, Aston Martin. No, unfortunately for you, it's not electric and it's a Range Rover. Oh, that's so funny. Range Rover is a nice. I think if I if I had three hundred million bucks, I would probably buy the the Rolls SUV that that Ernie has. That thing is legit. The Phantom. Red Sox have the best third baseman in the division, right? With Devers, may have the best left fielder, Yoshida. I'm big on Yoshida. Good start. What? Lou has been breaking down his swing. They do. They have a better left fielder in the AL East. 
Um, I would say probably Gary Sheffield. Yeah, can we compare left fielders also in the division? Uh, Okay, fine. But the Red Sox have the best one. Hasn't even played a a pitch yet. So you got two of the best right here. And maybe Reese McGuire. This guy's raking right now. uh, Reese McGuire with the Grand Slam yesterday. Look out. uh, Two Grand Slams in uh, in the game against the Phillies. Big, 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 big start. I'm telling you right now, this has been the best spring for Major League Baseball in my lifetime. I love it, Curtis. Love it. Loved another day with you. You and I had a hangout last week at the uh, casino. That was good, too. Oh, that was a fun time. We lost 200 bucks, but nonetheless, it was a a good evening out and a... um, I, I have to say, we were both wrong in Virginia, but the best story was that it took us two hours to get there. I blame Brooklyn. you. I blame you. Magellan, anyway, Magellan all right, Kenny. Curtis. I'll talk to you soon, my See friend. You later. Thank you, Joe. Joe Braverman on the controls. Red Sox baseball next with Will, uh, Joe Castiglione and Rob Bradford and then Arcand afterwards here on WEI. MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.